Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and dungeon master, Kenny. I have with me the mast, the mast, mast, the vast majority of my party, uh, Sans, our fighter. He will be joining us momentarily. He could even join us any second now, but he's going to be late, so whatever. So we have our rogue. Hi, I'm Elise. I play Leonora, the Furbog rogue. Furbog rogue. Our warlock. Hey, it's Cody. I'm playing Necro, the Kenku Warlock. Our druid. Hey, this is Clay. Playing Karak, the Arakoa druid. Our barbarian. Hey, this is Ku playing Oakway, the Yakult barbarian. And our bard. Hi, it's Lauren playing Vala, the Asimar bard. So when we last left off, our party had just felled the combat of a drider that was uh, amassed a small undead horde of nearly 50 or so individuals and uh, had been told by the mayor, uh, Mr. Middleheart of a Gnomus persuasion to come by his office the next day and to take the night and rest. So... Uh, you all, I imagine, will be licking your wounds back at the tavern. Will any of you be staying up for the night? I mean, it's pretty late in the evening at this point. Uh, I am going to, like, lick my wounds, eat a, two dozen eggs, and still do a hundred push-ups, and then go to bed. Okay. I guess, is anyone going straight to bed, or is or is the majority of the party staying in the living space of the tavern for the evening. Uh, I'll go straight to bed and I'll bring F Prince Felwind with me so we know where he is. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. Okay. I guess I'm gonna go to bed too. Alright. Um, yeah. All right, so the party sort of slinks off to rest, uh, and you all see... I believe you guys were put in a pair of rooms, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on a little covered platter um, with, like, cheesecloth is uh, a... Sorry, a pair of platters in front of each... One in front of each door, covered in a sheet or two of cheesecloth, is what undeniably, by smell alone, you can tell is a freshly baked loaf of bread each. Uh, can I slide a fan to grab more than my fair share? <laughs> uh, sure, that's a stealth roll. Um, okay, let me find my dice. That never gets old. I want to propose a skill check. Oh, shit, my dice. <laughs> At least I have my character sheet ready. Okay. Oh, god damn it, that was a three. Alright, so just whoever is near you notices that you're just like, you like look around to see if anyone's looking. And then you just take, like, a third <laughs> of a loaf instead of a quarter or whatever? Yep. No shame. Alright, uh, Pahokwe, you, 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 you chug your eggs and pound out your hundred uh, reps, or your, your one uh, set. Yeah. And I imagine that you all go and find rest quite easily. Most of you are pretty banged up, if I recall. Yeah. I mean... I fought that thing's mouth. Yeah. It's tummy mouth. Yeah. I've seen worse. 
mainly uh, wounds them to my dignity. <laughs> Why? You got the killing blow, if I remember. Yeah, I've to roll throughout the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you need to like put a pair of chevrons on your, your raven uh, familiar, because he got two kills. Hell yeah, he needs to get some treats. <laughs> Pull out like a particularly juicy wood louse or something. He's like, here you go, bud. Or some bread. Right. Some of this dope nope. bread. Anyway. <clears throat> so you all get... Uh, it is easy for you all to find rest. The beds are... Sh- sure, they're comfy. Why not? Um, you know, it's not, it's not goose feathered down in the pillows on velvet sheet or anything crazy or silk upon silk upon silk, but... After staring death in the face uh, and surviving, it feels pretty damn good. And you get through the night. No, 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 no harm or foul. Although with uh, the rising of the sun, some of you might be stirring on your own terms, but with it, the smell of that freshly cooked bread fills the room, and you hear a pair of gentle knocks on your doors. Oh, uh, I'm open that door. Yeah, I feel like I'm a light sleeper. I think that would... that would. I'm always ready for action. <laughs> Whoever reaches their door first sees the half-elf young woman standing there with a pair of large platters, one, one resting on each shoulder out to her hand to shoulder. And she sort of sidesteps into the first room and sets on the little... So she walks into the first room and sets a platter down. And then sort of remarks that breakfast is on the house and it's a little bountier than normal. And then goes to the second room and repeats the phrase and lays the platter down. Uh, Upon revealing, it's a wealth of food. Easily, undeniably more food than what you'd probably get for breakfast here. And it's the same high quality food that you've seen in the past, just more of it. So uh, quite the, the, the way to start the day. Including a pitcher of honey ale on each platter. Yum. Aldrin, my man. Uh, initiate anime food eating montage. Right. Yeah. Begin the montage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, post breakfast, what do you guys do? Um, I do 100 more push ups. And, uh,. I prepare to set out for the mayor's. I want to fashion some sort of leash and harness for Prince Felwyn's. Uh, he will not be leashed. He refuses all manner of leashhood. Well, I have opposable thumbs. So, he's a, a cat with the consciousness of a, of a person. Like... What's he gonna do about it? Run away from you. I'm in a locked room with him. Okay, so you lock the door and then try it, and you're like, I'm going to leash you now. Yep, I have ten feet of rope in my explorer's pack. Okay. Put him inside a sock. Uh, you see him clawing at the door to get away from you, and then... As you sort of reach to grab him by the scruff of his neck, he just sort of shakes his head at you coyishly and slips through the door. 
Oh, hey, there's the fighter. Fighter, yeah. wrestle this cat. Uh, so, all you've missed was uh, you guys retired to the tavern for the night and were, okay. dr- were greeted in the morning with a large breakfast delivered to your rooms. And just after breakfast, the rogue thought, you know what, I'm going to leash this damn cat so we don't have to keep wondering where he is. And Prince Felwyn refused to be uh, held and leashed, so he walked through the door. No, I said I was locked in the room with him. Yeah, and I'm telling you that he walked through the door. He's not a ghost. This cat can walk through doors. That's an impressive skill for a cat. This is inconvenient. I grumble. Uh, universe cats are in fact illiquid. <laughs> That's fair. I'll believe it. Um, I mean, he's his own man. He can do what he wants. I don't know enough about cats to dispute the fact. <laughs> I'm too busy exercising. Um, I mean, I'm not going to, like, wrestle with this cat, uh, but I can go try and talk to him if you guys want me to. Yeah, maybe maybe at least put some sense into him. Well, everyone else is seeming seems to be preparing to go visit the mayor for the promised um, reward. I was just hoping for an easy way to bring the cat with us where we didn't have to worry about it anymore. Um... But we just, just how, about, how about you all go to the mayor, uh, and I will walk around the town with Prince Felwind, uh, and we will check and see how the, uh, you know, the the common folk are doing after our fight last night. You know, check up on the town Maybe we can you know discuss like how he treats people while we're out and about. That's kind of you. Maybe you need like some kind of uh, tracking spell or something. I mean, I was thinking more like an intervention. Like, hey, you know, look at these people and their lives that they have while you're being an uppity, fuzzy piece of shit. Um, Alright. So I'll go ahead and uh, the, the party gathers up and Sans, the fighter, goes off to meet with the mayor. Right? Sounds good to me. Word. All right. Yep. So you all make your way to the uh, little gate of the Middleheart mansion. The same guard as yesterday opens the door. He seems to have been wounded from last night. He's wearing uh, a bandage that covers part of his face. Uh, And he goes, uh, at sort of attention when you all arrive, and goes, ah, very good. Glad that you all made it. Uh, The the, the mayor is most uh, excited to meet you all this morning. Uh, Allow me. And he sort of walks over and opens the gate in front of you, and then as you pass through, close up behind you, and uh, leads you into the house. The moment you walk in, you see that there's a side room uh, and 
the mayor, Mr. Middleheart himself, is having tea and has a small platter of uh, biscuits, cookies, uh, tea, and coffee waiting for you all. And enough seats for all of you. Oh, I love cookies. <laughs> I want to grab a cup of coffee. All right. As you all begin to reach for your, your, your tea and coffees and cookies and biscuits, uh, you see that amongst... Is, all of these uh, deliciousness in the middle of the tray is a large pouch that undeniably jingles with gold coin. And uh, the mayor sort of stands up and welcomes you all and gestures that you may take anything from the plate you'd like. I, uh, I pick up the gold pouch and kind of weigh it in my hand open it up to see what's all inside. He says, I believe the contract said 50 gold gold coins a person, for which there are normally six of you. There should be exactly 300 gold coins in that pouch. Okay. As well, I have already already negotiated with the stable hand, and your carriage has been prepared at no expense to your own. He will reimburse you the half that you already paid when you meet him. Uh, that's much appreciated. Well, staving yes. off an undead horde off of my backyard is also greatly appreciated. I know we got, like, the, uh, and everything, but I'm going to take a, a, a lot of cookies as well. <laughs> Um, what was that? How much gold did we get? It should be... 300 total. Yeah, it should be 50 a person. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna look around, make sure, uh, Prince Felwind is definitely nowhere around. And, uh, while we have the chance that he's not here, being distracted by Nalos, um... I would like to ask the mayor some questions. Um, So, Mr. Mayor, I know before we had talked about the Kingdom of Felwyn... He puts his hand up and goes, Yes, of course, but a moment of precaution if you don't mind me doing so. Of course. And he sort of, like, performs a gesticulation and a little bit of magical flares off of his fingers, and you see all the thresholds to the room, including the windows are covered in a sheet of black. Almost like darkness has just raised up. The room becomes notably darker for that, but the candlelight and uh, oil lamps keep the room well lit enough. It says, yes, of course, please continue your questions. Well, we don't have much information. Apparently nobody between here and where we found the prince has much information about him or what occurred. Um, so I figured while we're here alone without him and his ever lovely presence <laughs> uh, that I would take the chance to get your story of what it's like to work with the Kingdom of Felwyn and what you might have heard before we actually get there and make any rash decisions. Well, first, you must not sup from his tit of royalty. I don't either. 
The kingdom of Felwyn has been very good to my town and to myself in particular. That being said, I keep them at an arm's reach. I recognize they have the military might to crush this little pebble uh, series of small houses even in, an, in a, a night. I fear them. I do not respect them. They do a lot of good for us, like I said. And we do good by them in turn. There are things to know about the Kingdom of Felwind, and most of them I'm not sure are true, and you should be wary of rumor. I will tell you what I've heard in terms of those rumors, and I will tell you what I know is fact. You must keep these separate, because I do not know how well the lines blur between the two. So let me ask you firstly, what have you heard, and what do you know? And I can start by dispelling what you know as truth from fact. Or fact from uh, rumor. Well, Mr. Mayor, let me just uh, gaze through my notes from sessions uh, five or so. <laughs> just give me a second. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have a question? Uh, should we ask him about the, um, the, the curses that happened to Pahogui and... Uh, both got cursed and all this. I know that they may, we have the band-aid fix of like the necklaces that they got, but you know, more permanent um, fix would be better. I was going to stick to asking about the kingdom because, um, well, at least for now, because I want to see what um, he says before we really like ask about like, can you use your magic to do things for us? Oh, that's fair. I guess. Um, it might also be a good idea to learn more about potential strengths and weaknesses of, you know, the king and the capital city and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to ask him real quick about uh, the prince, and then you guys can ask what, what whatever you want. Um, so, so far, all I know of Prince Felwyn is that his father had him banished and seemingly turned into a cat of sorts, uh, and left with these witches in a bog that we defeated some time ago, um, and that he has, an ad the king of Felwyn has an advisor named Chet that we seem to have dealt with a little bit at the beginning of our journey. Other than that, though, we I haven't uh, seemed to gather much information from anybody who knows anything. Uh, allow me to ask, what is the nature of your relationship with this Chet? Well, um, we are all members of the Adventurers Guild. And he actually gave us the contract to come meet him in Felwind, it appears. Well, that would make sense. He overthrew the kingdom quite recently. It seems he's looking to fatten the ranks of subjects by, by enlisting the help of people like yourselves. Hmm. You guys can ask now. That's the only questions I have. Al allow me to shed some light on the 
truths and fallacies that you put forward. It is true that uh, the prince was exiled. It is also true that he has been reduced to a form unlike his own. What is not true is that this was done as a retaliatory me uh, message to the prince. This advisor, Chet, as he's called himself to you, has removed the prince as a factor for now, so it seems. For the prince is, in fact, the rightful heir. Then again, the, the court of Felwind has always been a relatively ruthless political grounds. I must warn you, that place is magical. Very powerful magic, even. And... Not all of that magic is used for war. Much of it is used for political intrigue. If you are not a native-born or a powerful wizard, you do not last long in the court of Felwind. Hmm, that is good to know. Your mind will not always be at your disposal should you cross the wrong people there. Or at least your body. Uh, do you have advice on uh, any particular uh, people to be wary of? Well, starting with everyone you've encountered name-wise in that kingdom is a good place to begin. I would not cross this advisor, now king, that is currently your employ. I would not cross the former king, if he is still alive or unlive or on death. I've never known the proper word for that. And I would not cross the prince that you are in tow of. In his okay. in his proper standings, he is not to be underestimated. Although, I would turn your eye skyward for your primary concerns when traveling the great forests of Felwind. There's a reason why that forest has that name. Something about the trees creates a harsh, brutal wind that no man or beast or bird person sort of turns to the druid has been able to fly out of its canopy and able to hold its wings strong. You may be able to reach the tallest of the trees, but you will not breach that canopy. Not safely. Has it always been that way, or is that something new that's been plaguing the area? Not a plague. Always been that way, truly. Even as far as the annals of history go. Hundreds and thousands of years, even. Okay, then not related to whatever is going on in my homelands. I think not. What ails your home? I do not know. Very well. So, anything else I can enlighten? No? Um. I don't have any questions, particularly. I mean, I don't have any questions, but 
any, anything that you can give us at this point is going to be knowledge we can use. He sort of pulls up his fist and goes, Well, the bullet points for those who weren't paying attention. Don't fly above the canopy. The magic there is strong. If you stand in the court of Felwind, there are wizards around you. Do not cross the royalty. And figure out who your allies are before you get there. Pick your side before you breach the halls. All right. Okay. Thank you for... We should be leaning towards? I don't know what your desires are. It sounds like you're in the employ of Chet, but you're also working for the prince. I don't know which one of them is morally superior. I don't know. It's it's a regal family tussle. Who's to say who's right and who's wrong? All I know is that one of the three of those people, the king, the prince, and the advisor, all three of them want to sit on the throne. You all seem like you get to throw your hats in the ring as to deciding who does so. I should sit on the throne. Good luck. Well, thank you for everything that you've given us, and thanks for the reward. Thank you for your blood and sweat. Remember, whenever you come into the halls of a middle heart, our gold is always good. Wasn't your, t- your town name Middleshire when we first arrived here? Yorkton. Yorkton. <laughs> yes, but my name is Middleheart. Really? I thought his name was Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. This is Jermaine Hart. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His last name is Hart. Fuck. I, okay, so I did that because this guy is related to um, an NPC from a previous campaign. I know who. Yeah. Uh, and it I'm was really excited. Yeah, yeah. It's a pair of gnomish brothers who are this guy's cousins. And they run as a pair. They they are the governors of the town Middleheart. And their last names are also Hart. Oh, okay. It's like kind of a big gnomish family, the Hearts. Um and that's H A R T. Yeah. Uh anyway, so yeah. Now he says, "Well, if there's nothing else that you can that I can do for you, I ask that you See yourself to your long path ahead of you. All right. Um, I take one more cookie and then leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a cookie, too. They look pretty good. Uh, did Pohokwe grab the pouch of gold? Yeah, I have the pouch of gold. We can mm-hmm. separate it. Where? Cool. All right, let's get the hell out. All right. So, uh, during that time, uh, Nalos, you've been walking the couple of streets that is this town of Yorkton, uh, with Prince Felwind. Alright. Um, so I guess, first thing we'd like to do, uh, I assume the prince is just walking along and talking with me. Yes, go. he's kind of desired to go towards the uh, carriage as soon as possible, but... Right, well, 
hold on, let's let's at least check on these people. You know, it was a rough night for some of us, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one to have a uh, a difficult evening. You know, I'd like to check on these people. Uh, so I guess first I would like to walk on down to uh, near the southern. Is the southern gate is where we? Yeah, where, where the where the fight? where the fighting happened. Yeah. Um, and just see if there's any any people gathered there. Um. I mean, the bonfire of dead, like, or burning undead is still smoldering. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of organic matter to be disposed of. So a couple of fresher, well-slept guards are tending to that pyre as you all approach. And there's a couple of civilians that are, you know, digging a mass grave to throw all of the shit into. Okay. Um... I guess, is, is there anybody I can talk to and ask, like, did any townspeople, like, did they lose any townsfolk during um, the fight? One of the guards who's just kind of tending the fire has a couple minutes of spare time and turns to you and goes, oh, oh, hello, well, where's your bigger friend? <laughs> he sort of slaps the other guard. Uh, she is still at the stables. I assume that's where you all decided I would have kept her for the evening while I slept. Since I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the kids have tried to feed her, but uh, people have been asked to not touch the crab. It's, it's probably safe that way. She's quite friendly, but... But, uh, sorry, no. Uh, we uh, we had a couple of injured, um, and someone did end up losing a finger, but no deaths. Wonderful. I'm grateful to hear that. Um, do they need anything else while we are still in this town? Are you talking to the guard still? Yes, yes. Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Um, that was just kind of that, that question kind of gone could have gone anywhere. I just didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he kind of ponders and he goes, "Oh, we have the manpower. It'll take a day or two to resolve all this." And he sees sort of points with an open palm to the uh, pyre, but it will be not backbreaking work and. Some of the farm boys could certainly use a day or two away from the fields. So, given uh, half a moon or or less, we will be plenty past what happened last night. And all thanks to you and your friends. Wonderful. You're all quite welcome. I'm going to shake his hand, and uh, Prince Felden and I will walk on back, uh, swing by the stables, I suppose. Um, and while we're walking that way, I want to ask Prince Felwind, um, so Prince, let, let me ask you, why do you want to be king? Why do you want to go home? You were sent away from there. I don't know that I personally want to be king. It is my duty and destiny. I'll figure out my desire for it after the crown and rests on my head and the throne on my bottom. That seems very backwards, if I may be so bold to say so to you, sir. Well, being um, being born into responsibility feels backwards. People maybe not like yourself, but the rest of your rabble, they all find a path to find their purpose, or to be heroes, or to find greatness elsewhere in the world. I had it thrust upon me, as did you to some extent, I'm sure. Well, yes, yes. This, this current journey is part of our, our rites of passage. Uh, but... Is there something you would prefer to do instead of being king? 
What are your desires? I wouldn't say that I've never considered leaving the throne behind, but you must understand, I see why you walked over there, why you want to talk to this patch of dirt of a town. You care about people, and that is respectful, and I'm sure your reef village or whatever it is you all live in will do quite well in your regency for it. But the kingdom that I go back to is of great size, and it is daunting, to say the least. I'm not scared of it, but I recognize that it is a big undertaking. And I'm got to say, despite being in this meager state, I have certainly somewhat enjoyed the lazy life of eating newts and minding what's in the porridge at a hag's home for a few years. I have given this thought. I haven't found an answer, but I'm not scared of walking the path that's set before me, at least for now. Good answer. Are you... If I were to convince my comrades that we should change you back before we return, are you able to hold your own? Why, my pro- my power is unbridled. Last night would have been a swat of the paw should I be in my full stature. You do not become as long-living such as myself in the kingdom of Felwind without picking up a little bit of magic. suppose that could be helpful. And would you fight alongside us to take back this throne that you outside of stupid feel inclined to have? Outside of the stupid inconsistencies of proper royal appreciations to me, and your weird, tall, furred friend who demands to put me on a collar, outside of your small grievances that I have felt, You all have stood by your word of being my ally. I am expecting you to return me to my form, and I am expecting you to continue escorting me to the the kingdom. And will you get your hands dirty to help yourself get there? Well, I don't have the confidence that the four or five or however many of you there is will be enough to get the job done alone. Tell me, did did this Chet you work for, did he instill fear in you when you met him? No. We only met him briefly, though. We never even saw his face. He wore a mask. Well, it sounds like you don't even know the beginnings of what you might face should you turn on your former employer. Well, we haven't really been given a lot of information. Hmm. Well, I if will you're... speak to you again later, Prince. You are, you are free to go about the town while we finish our preparations. Meet us in, in two hours. I will be going to the carriage and I will be sleeping in it as soon as possible. Wonderful. 
but as you sort of turn to part ways, he stops and calls to you and sort of points with one paw. He goes, If you and your friends aim to turn a knife into my back, have the proper decency as a fellow royal and let me know before you try. Of course. He sort of turns to walk away. I'm gonna go check on Chesapeake and probably just chill with her. Yeah, I mean you're Roll you're until I see the rest of our party. Yeah, uh, you guys get out of the 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 mansion, and I imagine you guys head straight to the stables or anywhere else. Um, you guys want to head to the stables? I don't think we really used anything in the fight, or since we went shopping. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, stables sounds great. Cool. We can uh, split this gold up when we meet up with Nalos there. All right. Uh, so you all make it to the stables. Um, so, Nalos, you see them as you approach because they're coming from a direction that you get a good view on. Friends, it's good to see you. I trust everything went well? It's uh, I hope that the cat didn't give you too much trouble over here. Yeah, no, we had, we had a good time. We went about, we checked on the, the townsfolk. Had a, a nice heart-to-heart with them. Oh, I'll, I'll fill you all in on our conversation when we have some, some time away from the prince as well. I mean, I suppose he's sleeping now. Um, all right, well, first, juggling a sack of gold coins in my hand, Let's uh, split up the reward. So, 50G. For everybody. That's so nice. You didn't even lie to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, it wasn't the rogue handling the money. It was the honest barbarian. I haven't even cross-classed Rogue yet. <laughs> so, we found out some things, Nalos, from the mayor while we were there. Seems that uh, our employer seized the throne from the prince and his father. I think we, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think we might be escorting the right side. I, I spoke with yeah, the prince. Um, he, he seems to really, he does seem to care about going back to the throne. He doesn't quite know what he wants to do with that power, but he understands that it's, it should be his responsibility. Uh, <sighs> And I, I think maybe we should consider trying to get him changed back before we we actually make our way into the forest. I know that's going to bring some challenges on us, but hopefully he can he can hold his own and be at least a helpful ally. The way Mayor Hart described the wizards of this place, it might be more beneficial to transform him back before we go. I think that makes sense. 
Um, we certainly could use an extra an extra hand. Um, did the prince have any idea how he might be turned back? Um, if I recall correctly, I believe that the uh, the large-eyed hag told us that uh, any any powerful holy folk should be able to do so by reversing the curse. We would just need to find a, a church with a a good cleric of some sort. Okay. Well, I guess if we need to find one of those for you two as well, makes sense. Just get three curses removed. Um. Shit, where's our map? Who has our map? Uh, does the druid have the map? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm carrying the map. Okay. Uh, could I look at the map and maybe make a history check to think if there's a any large... Damn, I just blanked and lost the word for... Town? What a... Yeah, I guess a town. Town might work. With a, with a church? Sure. A known church? <laughs> Yeah. Specifically a gnomish. It's been a rough day, Dracon. You know what I went through earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys have two options. You can either head... So, uh, if you recall the map, right? You guys are in... Uh, a, are you guys yes. looking at the map? Yes. I least. So, you guys are... If you look at the tip of the, the river that you travel to the end of, that's like yes. in the Arctic, like the edge of the Arctic... You guys have traveled out of that and are on like that beige sliver. Okay. Between In that, between everything? yeah, yeah. So you guys can either travel east to the tip of that mountain range that has a great city at it, um, and a history check would tell you more about it, or you could head into uh, the Felwind Woods. Um, I like to like to think for a second and make that history check. All right, on that town. Okay. Eleven. Uh, you believe it's a it's a very large city actually, uh, by the name of a uh, uh, Domer Ducaz. That's a cool name. No wonder I sort of remember it. <laughs> and that's D-O-M-E-R last name D-U hyphen K-A-Z E-U K-A-Z yeah that's a dope ass name thank you got a feeling we'll meet some dwarves there that's, that sounds like dwarf words some fucking asshole dark elves. Could be more Z's. <laughs> At least three more Z's, twelve more M's. Alright, so you guys are planning on heading to Domer Ducaz? I mean I, I think that sounds like our, our best plan. But yeah. I I think that the prince will be ecstatic to hear that we're going to transform him back there and then head for the kingdom. I am less ecstatic. 
Somebody wants to be queen. <laughs> It'll be easier to keep track of if he's a human. Probably. Maybe. Now he'll have a supposable thumbs too. Oh, good. We can always break his thumbs. Ooh, okay. I fucking ne <laughs> just Necro out of the corner, like rubbing his hands together. We could just break him. Yeah, I honestly rub my hands together. <laughs> I mean, Nara, at least we'll still be taller than him. <laughs> I'm pretty confident from his attitude, he's an elf. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, no, I'm cool with that plane. I agree. All right, so hey, you. Well, sounds like that's where we're going. All right, so you're all going into the stables then. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, so the tiefling is there, and he sort of perks up as you all enter. And goes, "Oh, welcome." Hey. Finger guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So we were, you know, we had spoken about uh, our destination being the Kingdom of Felwind, but um, we were hoping to make a pit stop on the way in a city. What, what was it called, Nalos? Uh, Bilmer Dukas. The tiefling's expression sort of drops. <laughs> You're going to Dukas. That's is, uh, that's almost the opposite direction. It's it's a bit of a, a detour. We we I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're indecisive. I... We have something very important to do there before we get to Felwind. Probably. <laughs> Uh, the tiefling just kind of scratches his scalp and goes, uh, okay, um, uh, sure, uh, let me just make some adjustments. And he sort of grabs a quill and starts to write down some sh stuff in, a, in the ledger he has on the top of his desk. He goes, okay, um, <laughs> your carriage is going to 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 Domer Ducas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He it's sort of like kind of Yeah. He he steps over around the desk and sort of walks up to you all and uh and sort of like leans in and just like whispering for some reason says if if the the if the royalty of Felwind finds out, tell them you beat me into doing that. They're expecting you. Okay. Mm. Should I... I look at my fist. Should, should I make it look good? <laughs> no, I can rough myself up. <laughs> okay. We'll just tell them we beat you. He sort of nods and goes, "Yeah, that that'll 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 work." <laughs> uh, oh, um, several villagers came by and and placed uh, appreciations um, 
in your in your carriage for you. Oh, so kind. I do love this town. Yeah, I, I'm I'm digging this town. We will make sure to swing back by at some point, as long as we don't die. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I've established my conate, I will protect them. Uh, and he sort of oh, goes, oh, um, b- b- before you go, um, and he sort of reaches under his desk and puts up a small pouch of gold. Uh, your advance, it's no longer required. The mayor has assured me. How much did we, we pay that? <laughs> we paid like five gold or something. It wasn't No, it was, it was like 50 gold because it was like a hundred or some gold for the whole thing. Yeah. And you guys we paid it down. It was thirty now, and then thirty when we went to leave. Right, so he gives you the thirty gold back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I was back up. Um, I'm going to give him five, my five gold and just be like, "This is for all of the trouble that I know. It seems like you're going to go through." Well, gold won't help. I will either be put to the sword or completely forgiven. Uh, let's hope for the ladder. And he takes the five gold and puts it in his pocket. Do, do any of us have a way that we can like try and try and help this guy? I feel bad now. Are you sure we can't rough you up a bit? <laughs> oh, I'm 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 sure. Come with us. Really, no. it's no bother. I, I'm sure you could. Uh, and no, I could. If I if I leave my post, they'll know within two days, and they'll hunt me down. I will. I'm sure it'll be fine. I look at my fist again. Well, if you're sure. Can I do a perception check? Is he telling the truth? Is it really going to be fine, or does he think he's going to get murdered? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. That's the part where perception checking me. Right. That's that's not perception. Uh, uh, that's also insight. Yeah. yeah, it's insight. Is he also a gnome? He right. can fit in our suitcases. No, he's a tiefling. Sorry. He can fit in my suitcase. <laughs> oh, um, well, I got a three, so. Yeah, he's probably going to be fine. Probably fine. He's fine. And if it's not fine, it's not like we'll be there to know. <laughs> <laughs> protecting this town. Like, I don't want him to die because, you know, we change our plans last minute and he's going to suffer for it. That's that's really terrible, guys. That was some shady shit, Echo. <laughs> Who are you, the druid? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't say that shit. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't in character. <laughs> you right. All right. Um. All right. I guess. I guess that's that's all for us here. We're gonna just gonna go. <laughs> Intro away to go. the cart. <laughs> Good luck. To try to leave evidence behind if he does get murdered. <laughs> so that we can find out who murdered him in a vengeance. Yes. yes. Alright, so you guys go to your carriage. Chesapeake's waiting. Yeah. Wait. What's pulling our carriage? Um, a pair of horses. Okay, alright. 
like, wait a minute, we didn't like hook hook my my girl up to this this carriage thing, did we? No. Uh, and uh, so you got you guys enter the carriage. It is a nice carriage. It's plenty roomy enough for you all to sit and sort of spread your legs a little. Uh, it's not like everyone can lay around, but you know it's comfy enough for the week or so that you'll be traveling with it. Is uh, Prince Felwyn in the carriage? Yeah, he's already in the carriage chewing on a piece of salted pork. What? Where is he getting this salted pork from? <laughs> uh, there's a huge pair of baskets in the middle of the carriage floor, one stuffed with th- with four large loaves of freshly baked bread that smells just like that shit from the inn. Aldrin, my man! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the the other basket has half a dozen bottles of wine, and um, between the bread, the wine, and the other meats and vegetables and fruits from the fields, you picture that there's enough food there to last the party four days. Neat. This is the best town we've been to, guys. Oh, the wine! This journey's gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> the party carriage. Yeah, party carriage. I love it. You guys see the hydraulics on this thing? Terrible. <laughs> hard to make hydraulics out of wood. Right. I just imagine you guys you guys are all partying in the carriage, drinking too much wine, and then you're like, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, who's driving the carriage? <laughs> oh shit, yeah, one of us has to drive the carriage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Nalos. I don't know how to deal with horses. Actually, I have um, proficiency with land vehicles, so. Alright, the carriage. A horse is your life. <laughs> I've seen two horses in my life, thank you. They're right in front of this carriage. <laughs> and a third, because we rode on horses to get to that river. You're just like a giant yak. I can't imagine a yak riding on top of a horse. No, we rode with that. that I guess. <laughs> anyway, so you guys head off to the east? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, does anyone want to give me a, a, a survival check? You'll reach there in about three, three and a half days. Cool. Just enough wine. Cool. All right. So last call. Anything? Any last minute business in uh, Yorkton? Well, I believe so. But I like to cast a druid craft and know what the weather's going to be on our trip. Um, how many days of weather knowledge do you get for that? Uh, Twenty-four hours. It will be very nice, actually, for the next day. Cool. Cool. Uh, the light breeze. That we're going to this place. He looks at you and goes, Why on earth are you going to go there instead of to the kingdom? We're going to get you transformed back. Oh, that is the only acceptable response. So it's a hard bargain, buddy, but I'm talking into it. I do air quotes. The royalty 
of Felwind was expecting us. So this might be a good little detour. They were expecting us, and we thought it wise to have you back in your natural form before we crossed into their borders. He sort of nods and goes, Well, well, good. Very good. Fine. It's almost like he approves of our plan, guys. Wait, wait. I just realized something. Prince, is there any things that you absolutely need for when you're turned back? <sighs> no, I think I will be in full order. Is. Okay. Well, carry on. All right. All right. So, all right, you guys uh, travel on. Um, You all travel most of the day. It's getting on into the afternoon uh, with almost a nary soul seen in any direction other than a single passing carriage going towards Yorkton. Seems to be a traitor of some sort. They don't stop. Uh, Except standing in the middle of of the road in the distance... Pahokwi, you can see it. A single tall humanoid stands in the middle of the road, arms across their chest, legs pointed outwards, uh, to almost to take as much, be as big of a show as possible, sort of stands there as you all begin to approach. Maybe a hundred yards away. Um, I'm going to pull us up a little closer to him, but I'm going to stop um, like 25 to 30 feet before him okay. and get off of the uh, cart to go and see what's going on. Alright. I would like to preface real quick. What does this I person assume... look like? What are they wearing? Uh, they seem to be wearing kind of a duster, like a, like a long almost... I don't want to say like a highwayman's duster, but that's kind of what my mind is picturing. Not no like, uh, it, there's no vertical fabric covering the sides of their head from the body, but just like a long coat that goes from you know shoulder down to knee, and and boots. Okay, are there any visible weapons or like yes. staffs or anything like that? Yes. Um, as you get a little closer, you see that there is a giant weapon rack standing next to him that has all manner of martial weapon leaning upon it. And he himself seems to fancy a large greatsword on his back. Super neat. Alright. I'm going to approach him and uh, ask, what's the What's the reason you're in the road? Uh, so you all stop, and as uh, you say that, he sort of draws his greatsword and then slams the tip of it into the ground so that it stays there, mm-hmm. and then replaces his arms and sort of cracks his neck to make a little bit of a show, and he takes a deep breath and goes, I am... A great warrior. My name is none of your earned yet, but I sense a great power amongst you. I wish to see your best 
in one-on-one -on -one combat to the brink of death. Hook, you want to rock, paper, scissors for this? Yeah, let's rock, paper, scissors for this. I don't know how we're going to rock, paper, scissors via uh, Google Hangouts, but... <laughs> uh, do you want to roll a d20 and see who gets the higher number? Sure. Uh, so, stop. Yeah. Seeing that there's a contest for opportunity, he goes, Oh, no, no. I will fight each of you. Who's going first? DM, do you have two d20s that you can roll for us so that way uh, it's fair? Yeah. All right. Do you see these two dice? Yes. Yep. Who wants which one? Blue. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I can't really like manipulate my camera, or at least I could. Fuck, that's too much work. Uh, okay. The red die got a twelve. The blue die got a nine. So I guess that makes Nalos up. All right. I'm gonna ride up there on Chesapeake uh, and ask him what the rules are. Uh, he sort of looks you over. You almost see like he seems to be studying you. By this point, you can get a better look at him. Uh, he looks to be like a regular humanoid, although he's wearing like a... He's wearing a mask that has just a pair of eye holes, and the rest of it is like a, almost like a solid sheet of, of silver that is just like sort of formed very simply to his face. Uh, so it, it's like just like smooth everywhere except for a pair of eyes that you can see eyes inside of uh, but you're it's impossible to tell what manner of humanoid he might be from that alone cool uh, but he seems tall and fancy and is wearing long leather gloves that go halfway up his forearm uh, heavy boots um, he has unbuttoned his duster and cast it to the side to expose that he's wearing a single breastplate uh, and has like a bandolier of, of throwing knives uh, easily one or two boot knives like this guy is covered in weaponry uh, and he sort of looks you over and goes huh well I ask that you begin this with taking my hand I will establish a thought with you and you will hear me in your mind I will not pry at your thoughts or what you're thinking, but it will let me know how healthy you are. And should I find you being unsuitable for combat, I will c cease my relentless assault upon you and do my best to restore you to whatever you would call your current standing of health. Cool. Sounds fun. Depending upon how well you fare against me, I will offer you a different amount of value in whatever form you wish to take it in. Okay. He extends his hand up to you. And do we have a deal? Yeah. Um, all right, I'll be fair. And I'll hop down off Chesapeake and shake his hand. All right. <laughs> so uh, he takes your hand and you can feel like a weird magical jolt shoot up your arm. Uh, it doesn't hurt. It's just like a very notable feeling. It, uh, you, there's no check. There's no saving throw. Uh, 
but you just, you feel like you can hear his heart pulse. Like you would be able to hear yours if you really, like, stopped and tried to listen to your own. Mm-hmm. You can hear him, and it's a very rhythmic, good pulse. And he goes, very well, mount your steed, you will need it. Cool. Uh, run and jump back on the chest beat. Uh, by the time you do that, you look and see that he has drawn a lance from the weapon rack. Uh, and he sort of whistles at the ground. And uh, one rumble later, and a large beast crests the ground. Uh, and he mounts upon it. It looks like a cylinder of silver with a pointed beak and a pair of red slit eyes. <laughs> Its legs are that of, like, elephants. Although it doesn't have that much of a height off the ground. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find an image of this beast. I have a feeling that I actually might know what this is. Oh, you probably do. Doesn't. It's a pretty classic beast. Yeah, for the sake of the party. Yeah! That's really scary. What is it called? Uh, It's called a bullet. A bull what? Bullet. It's got a funny spelling. If you just type in bullet D&D, you'll you'll find it. I've also heard people pronounce it bullet. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so yeah, he's mounted upon that and he sort of takes about a 30 pace... Uh, retreat from you, so you're about 30 feet away from each other, and he goes, sort of rests his lance up high and goes, At your ready, Nalos. I have a quick out-of-character question. Sure. Because it's about to matter. Uh, so, I have advantage on things... Ah, oh, shit, on. I believe that actually says unmounted, doesn't it? Yep. Damn. Alright, never mind. You knew what my question was about to be. Crushed it. Okay. Uh, is actually going to grab the uh, the shield off of his back and ready that and get his trident at the ready. Uh, and let's do this. Okay. Is there do we have to do initiative or anything, or are we just? Jousting, duking this out. Um, we're gonna go on initiative, but by that I mean he will let he is going to let you take first initiative. Okay. Be right back, real quick. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Then, uh, yeah. I guess Chesapeake's just gonna run at him, and I'm gonna gonna take a good solid stab. All right, roll to hit. Uh, Alright, you hit. Uh, uh, okay. uh, that is a... I have to double check. I believe that's nine, but I gotta make sure... Yeah. Nine damage. Okay. You can hear the heartbeat that you can hear. It's distant, but it's it's closer now. 
it's louder a little bit. All right, okay. is that your whole action? Um, don't believe I can actually do anything else at the moment. So yeah. All right. Uh, so he will take his turn, and he will just, uh, in get in response, give you a a, a series of blows with his lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a twenty-two and a twenty-two. Uh, oh, hold on, wait a second. Oh, you said two blows. Never mind. Never mind. You're right. You're good. Okay. I was gonna say like if I'm right next to him because I hit him, then he does not have the. He should be at disadvantage with a lance. Right. Yeah. Well, you're you're good. Both of those would hit. Okay. Then he deals you twenty-four damage. Ow. Uh, and then Ow. the bullet is going to burrow halfway uh, into the ground, and he is going to circle you once completely uh, before the bullet breaches the ground again uh, and sends uh, rock and dirt everywhere and puts up a slight smoke screen so everyone except for the melee has a hard time seeing what's going on. But doesn't impose anything on you. Gotcha. It's your initiative. Um... I'm going to go ahead and uh, let me check what kind of action that is. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, use a bonus action for second wind. Okay. Uh, and heal by 14. Okay. Okay, that puts me there. Uh, and then I'm going to make a attack at him again. Alright. Nah, I already said it. Whatever. Oh. Um, well, that's an 8. You hit. Ooh. That's confusing. You see him lean into it. Oh. Alright. Um, I swear, my damage dice are just being really kind. I promise. <laughs> uh, but that's another nine. All right. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my action surge. Okay. Um, is Chesapeake able to try and grab at him? Uh, yeah. Well, never mind. That was a that was a one. So, what do you mean that was a one? Like the total? I, I rolled a one on my attack. Okay, but what was the total? Uh, that would be four. Okay, so you you commanded Chesapeake to attack him. Yes. Okay, so she gets both attacks. Oh, right, right, two flaws. Okay, I forgot. That's how we we agreed that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
the other one is a 10. All right, they both hit. Okay. Um, I'm starting to feel like my D6s are rigged. Okay. That's good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel shady. Um, so that's a uh, total, because they both ended up being six. Um, so 18 damage. Okay. All right. Nice God's going to bite me in the ass at some point later. Right. All right. Uh, to this, the 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 person shouts enough, and he drops the lance, draws a dagger from his sheath upon his kidneys, uh, breaks the grapple from Chesapeake, uh, dealing four points of damage to her, okay. and then falls from that and lunges his dagger into you. All right. Uh, does a thirty-two hit? Uh, definitely. You take 34 damage. I am unconscious again. Okay. Great. Yamcha. <laughs> I'm sorry? How much damage did he just take? 34. 34. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, so as you sort of slump from the massive blow this dagger deals, uh, the bullet scurries back underground. The dust already settles. Uh, and you feel a warm pulse of energy awaken you, and you're restored to 15 hit points. Okay. Uh, you see the person that just that you just fought with his hand reaching towards you. You're on the ground mm-hmm. uh, with Chesapeake standing next to you, and he goes, "Well fought." I'm gonna reach up and he grab his hand. Pulls you up. He pulls you back to your feet, uh, and he says, Well, I must applaud you, friend from the ocean. Not many will I... Well, I'm sure your friends will learn that I will try and match their style of combat as best as I can. But it is not often I find myself having to put that charade to rest and fight how I like to. That was a grand fight, sir. Absolutely. Send your next friend, accomplice, adventurer, whatever you would call them. I wish to test you all, if you would. Of course. I'm going to slowly climb back on the Chesapeake and ride back over and uh, ask who wants to go next. Any any takers? I'm kind of itching to go, so... I'm itching, but... Nara, I saw some pretty good swordplay out of you on that battlefield. You're quite quick. Would you like to take it up? Sure. Alright. So, you step forward? Mm-hmm. Alright. Can I... Um... Uh, do I want to hidden step now? Do I want to wait? Uh, does he know that it's me that is the next one to fight? 
Well, I don't know. Would did you walk forward? Yeah, I walk forward. Okay, so I've been, I just been drinking wine. All right, so uh, you walk forward, and he does the same spiel. He says, extends his hand to you, and says, "You know, blah blah blah. You will earn my to know my name. Da 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 da. No matter the better you do against me, the better your reward." Take my hand, and I will make sure that I only put you to the brink of death. Do you take his hand? Yeah, I take his hand. Okay. He shakes your hand. Uh, You can hear the same, like, pulsing of a heart in your your mind. And you see him reach over, and you use a rapier? Yeah. Uh, He grabs a single rapier as well. And then... Walks back over to you and takes about ten steps back, so he's about ten feet away from you, and goes, Very well. On your ready. So how far away are we sitting? Um, I believe Pahokwi said he parked the carriage about thirty feet away. Alright, so I'm going to... I'm going to uh, sit on top of the uh, carriage for a good view of what looks to be an entertaining fight. And uh, pull out my my instrument and just start playing a little bit. Bardic inspiration to my pal. Uh, you do that, and you see the the sort of figure, the masked man, sort of look over her shoulder to you, and uh, a wicked bolt of like black lightning shoots from his finger and disrupts your magic. No play music. Not happy about that. And he sort of gives you like a finger wave. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. <laughs> anyway, he goes, and he sort of then turns back to Nara. As I was saying, your move. Okay, I would like to uh, hidden step, and then move silently. Okay. Seventeen. All right. Okay, so I would like to go a little bit to the side of him, and I have a sling with a bunch of bullets. So I would like to, um, you know, slingshot a bullet not to him, but like on the away kind of catty corner from where I am, hoping to draw his attention that way. Okay. So go ahead and give me a um, deception check. Sweet. Damn it. That one. Okay. So seven total. All right. So uh, is that your whole turn then? Um, I mean, and then I want to attack him with my rapier if I have... I wasn't sure if using my slingshot to draw his attention in another way was so as my attack or not. It it would. So I mean, you, that's fine. I'm I'm still hidden because I didn't make an actual attack. So. Well, you did. Okay, then can I not fling it and just like throw one of my bullets? 
Um, what? So hidden step makes you invisible, right? It makes me invisible until I make an attack. But does it say makes you invisible as per the whatever spell? Um. Like does it does it stipulate? I, I gotta find it. Um, you have the Beholder's book right there, actually, so you can probably look it up faster than I can Google it. Um, okay, found it. As a bonus action, you can magically turn invisible until the start of your next turn, or until you attack, make a damage roll, or force someone to make a saving throw. All right. Yeah, you're fine then. Okay. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm not trying to make an attack right now. I'm just trying to distract. I, I understand what you're trying to do. I get it entirely. But I'm trying to figure out where I'm drawing the line on what action is too much action before it breaks invisibility. Okay. And that line is incredibly nebulous, and uh, I have to make a choice. So I'm going to choose to let you keep your invisibility after throwing uh, a bullet to distract. Yay. So go ahead with your attack action. Oh, can I still make an attack this turn, though? Yeah. Yay. I hit him with my rapier. Alright, roll to hit with advantage. What? Roll to hit with advantage. Sweet. Nice. 23. Okay, roll damage. Um, am I sneak attacking? Yep. Yay. Ten sneak attack now plus my rapier. No damage. How much? One five. Okay. All right. So he takes his turn. He turns his back to you, and then thrusts his rapier through his own rib cage. Uh, make a uh, insight roll. All right, that attack caught you by surprise, so he is dealing sneak attack damage. No. All right, that is a total of 21 damage. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that really hurt a lot. It's like the start of my health. All right, it's your turn. Not cool. I'm going to hit him with my rapier again. Okay. Both. That'll hit. Roll damage. Yay. Oh, sweet. Eleven. All right. Okay. 
going to uh, take a step back and then thrust in towards you. Uh, does a 19 hit? Yep. Alright, that's another 9 damage. I don't remember what rakish audacity gets me. Oh, I always get sneak attack damage from him. If it's a 1v1 battle where it's my only target and nobody else is in with five feet. Um, I should just always get sneak attack. Okay. So hitting him with my rapier again. And if I do hit him, then I add sneak attack. 13. Alright. Yay. Okay. All right, it's his turn. Uh, does a twenty nine hit you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He uh, deals you exactly five damage. I am exactly unconscious. Alright. Uh, same treatment. Uh, you feel sort of a warm rush of energy sweep over you after uh, you hit the ground, and then you see that person standing over you offering a hand up. I get myself up on my own. Okay. He uh, says, Well fought. Very well fought indeed. I, uh, got to say, we fight very similarly in our desired own ways. But, oh, good fought is well fought. Well, a good fight is well fought. Yes. So, tell the rest of your friends I'd like to challenge them all. I'll do that. I uh, crack my knuckles and uh, give my bicep a little squeeze. Okay. I think I'm ready. All right. Go get him, Pahokwe. I, um, I take my glaive, point the head of it face down into the ground like he did his sword, uh -huh. and plant it. And then take out one of my javelins and my shield. Okay. So I will use my javelin and shield this time. Alright. He uh, gives you the whole same spiel. Extends his hand. Blah, blah, blah. Bring a death. Yada, yada. I, uh, you know, shake his hand. Okay. Do that whole deal. Heartbeat like. in the head, etc., etc. Uh, yeah. Sees your sort of hoplite equipment outload. And he goes... Very well. And he grabs a shield and a similar short spear. 
And uh, he goes into a rage. It's your initiative. I rage. <laughs> All right. Um. <coughs> Let's see. I'm going to make a. Uh, I'm going to make an attack on him. Okay. Okay, you hit him. Alright. What's this guy's armor? <laughs> uh, D6. You can tell he let you hit him. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Six damage. Okay. Alright. He, in turn, uh, sort of checks your shield out of the way with his and then thrusts into your stomach. Uh, that's a critical, so he deals you 10 damage. Okay. Oh, sorry, you're in a rage, so uh, 5 damage. Alright. It's your initiative. Precision attack. Okay. Oh, you don't take half damage because you're raging, right? Or do you? Um, no. Okay. So it is ten. Okay, so yeah, ten damage then. Sorry, that's I forgot that that's just a totem uh, thing. Okay. So, gonna make precision attack. Alright. Nine. That'll hit. Okay. That's six plus my superiority die. So, do I roll the superiority die? Yeah. Okay. You roll it to hit and to damage. Plus five, so eleven. Okay. You guys have beaten this guy up pretty hard. Um, he uh, it gives you, in turn, he sort of uh, delivers you a pair of thrusts, both of which are a 24 and a 27, respectively. Yeah, they both hit. And that's uh, 15 damage. Okay. And it's your turn. Hello, 8 health. Uh, okay, I'm going to make another attack. Alright. Uh, 10. Okay, you hit him. Roll damage. 
so he does something that he did with uh, Nalos, where he throws the javelin to the ground and draws a short sword uh, from a side sheath you had noticed, and he cuts down into your shoulder. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. Yeah, it definitely hits. And 19 damage. I'm unconscious. Okay. Fall unconscious, warm energy. You guys see him pick, uh, sort of cast that energy into Pogwi. Pogwi, uh, you're back up at 15. You, you wake up to see him standing over you with his hand outstretched. I take it heartily and pull, pull myself up with him. That was a hell of a fight. He says, absolutely, I could not agree more. And to my impression, I unfortunately am without any more vigor to fight the rest of your party this time. I will remember you people. I will find you again. I'm sure of it. Uh, He sort of casts his weapons to the side and he goes, I would like the three people that I fought to step forward. I have something for your group as a whole. A gift. I step forward. I uh, I stay stepped forward. I'll step back forward again. With a small, uh, crude and cruel-looking knife, he carves a slight scar on the underside of your cheek, or on the other side of your jawline. It looks almost like a like a J. And who's he doing this to? The three people he fought. Okay. And he says So he says Please Oh by the way The three people he just scarred You all permanently lose One maximum hit point Nah What Uh, And he says I ask now that all of your allies Step forward To receive my boon I don't know what kind of boon you that was, mister. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, so I assume everyone steps forward? Um, I'm going to ask him what he's about to do. I don't let strangers cut my face. He goes, oh, maker here. oh, no, no, no. The, the cutting is purely a mark of respect that I give to those that I have bested in combat. But to your group right, as... I'll step forward warily. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the same. He produces from his a belt pouch a single small glass marble that looks very fragile, actually. Uh, and it seems to be half filled with, like, a very white sand. And he extends it to the group from an open palm, and he says, Take this bead. It is hardier than it looks. Should you ever feel the need... For an extra pair of hands, he gives you all a little wink. Crush this be- this bead the night before your battle, and you will find an extra ally in the next day. Oh, shit. Well, right. I'll, I'll hold on to that. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Okay. So Karak takes the little glass bead. Um... I completely trust Karak to hold that. <laughs> uh, and he goes, very well. And now for the actual, that is a, 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 a extra gift I offer for you all. 
proving to me that you are indeed metal to be known for this day and age. In turn, of actual rewards for blood spilt, I offer you this. And he walks over to the weapon rack and sort of like pushes it over so it just falls over. Uh, And underneath its stand rests a rather sizable satchel. He fetches it, uh, and from it he produces a glass globe the size of Bahokwi's clenched fist and uh, sort of drops it towards the ground, to which it then hovers a few feet off the ground and illuminates the, the area. And he sort of, like, flicks it to over you all, and it sort of, like, drifts over to the group. Uh, from the bag, he also then produces a large emerald. I mean, a fat emerald. And he goes, I think this, is, I think this is worth some manner of gold, and he sort of throws it to the group. I catch it. Okay. Uh, I'll catch the light glowy orb since it's the size of my fist. Uh, it is kind of hovering. Like, it's not... It's like hovering three feet off the ground. I take it. Okay. It stops glowing. Okay. The, the moment you grab it, it stops glowing. And he goes, Oh, yes, there was, there was one more thing I wanted to give. Uh, sort of looks about the group. And uh, he looks to... Uh, uh, the bard, and he sort of says, uh, no hard feelings, just I value a good one-on-one duel, if you understand. Hard feelings about what? His eyes narrow, and he sort of chuckles, and he goes, I suppose there was nothing then. Uh, and... What? What? Did you not hear me? Uh, I might have missed. So, uh... he's apologizing for counterspelling your bardic inspiration. Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll play it as cool as you totally intentionally did that one time. Yeah. No big deals. Whatevs. Lauren, I'm hearing a lot of like Kenny X better. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and he uh, he then goes, ah, whatever. And he just sort of uh, pulls out a, uh, a small satchel um, and just extends it to the group. And uh, says, use this when uh, you fear being chased. Or actually, hmm, is there something that you all need? You don't uh, happen to be able to cure curses, do you? Oh, me? Well, after a fashion, sure. Well, things we need. We truly need. We have three of us in our party that are under a curse. Well, hold us. Hold just a moment, then. And he sort of puts the large sack on the ground and sort of gets in there, and like fishes around and 
drops a pair of scrolls on the ground next to him and then closes the satchel up and goes, very well, and he sort of puts the, the pouch that he was about to offer you all away and puts it back in the sack and goes, I have a pair of these scrolls that should remove a curse. Fantastic. That that would be absolutely perfect. Well, I must say that these uh, are more valuable than what I've already given you, so if you return everything but the bead, I will gladly part with these scrolls. What do you guys think? I think we're already on our way to Dukaz, and we should wait and try and be cured there. All right. I mean, uh, just speaking as somebody who is one of the ones that's cursed, like, I'm okay with waiting a couple more days. We have more than two people that are cursed, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. Mm -hmm. From what I recall about Dukaz in the books, uh, it, it seems like we should be able to find help there. We're already like a whole day into the travel. Okay. Yeah. What, what if we couldn't afford the, uh, the help? Sure, we might be able to find somebody there that can uh, get rid of the curse, but I'm sure that doesn't come free. He says, people try to be helpful all the time. Look at us. We helped that whole town. We didn't know what we were getting for it. He, the, the, the masked man sort of motions, that emerald I gave you should probably ferry a fair price. Is a praise a thing still? Yeah. Does anyone want to give that large emerald an appraise? Uh, that's definitely not a skill. Oh, it's not? It's not a skill. No. Okay. Damn. Uh, I could do an in... What? Uh, uh, just an int check would be fine, then. Oh, I mean, I, I can give it a look, then. Yeah. Alright, go for it. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, it's easily worth a thousand gold. Hmm. Yeah, this, this is, this is pretty valuable stuff. This is a nice quality emerald then perhaps the original gift isn't fine enough. And uh, he sort of nods and goes, very well. Uh, he sort of like claps his hands once. The weapon rack, the satchel that was near him, uh, all poof in a cloud of uh, purpley smoke. And he goes, well then, I'm off to find more challengers to slake my thirst for combat. Sir, wait, before you go, you never told us your name. I was just about to, young man. I will cross paths with you again, I'm sure, but you will may you may very well know me as Jacoby. Can't wait for a rematch. No doubt. I will fell you then like I felled you today. Goodbye. And with that he sort of uh turns to walk away. Fell you later. Alright, um, so, what else were you all going to do? Uh, get back on the carriage and keep going and heal up. Did somebody record all those items? Yeah, I wrote down the 1,000 worth of gold emerald. Okay. We got the marvelous sand. Yep. yep. 
Okay. It's a drift globe. Just look it up. Basically, it's a torch that follows someone. Oh, cool. Oh, I like that. Did he also leave the satchel? No, that disappeared in a puff of purple smoke. Uh, okay. And I believe that was everything. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, then you all set back off, and uh, the rest of your travel is completely uneventful. And as you all can see the mountains growing in the distance, and a large black stone gate that sort of peaks the point that you would uh, approach the mountains from, you can see a large portocollis, maybe two stories tall and easily 30 feet plus wide, stands closed. And as you reach the edge of the, the, the end of the, the road that leads into this uh, foot of the mountain range, you see that there are easily 30 crossbowmen on the parapets, most of them trained on you, and a single drow standing before the portocollis puts down her book onto her wooden chair and walks forward to the carriage and goes in a loud, booming voice, You there, what is your business in the great city? Uh, we were kind of visiting, hoping maybe you had a church. Um, that's, that's kind of, kind of all of our plan so far. We're, we're making this up as we go along. Yes, we simply come to find your healers. The drow woman sort of begins to walk towards the carriage. You guys are about 60 feet away. I'm going to ask Prince Felwind uh, not to talk, just so he can get in under the radar. The prince shrugs and continues to catnap. <laughs> um, not that I think this will become a combat scenario, but uh, we, we have rested and we're, we're healed. Yes, you guys have rested okay. for two days. You're completely healed. Okay, okay. Back to my 32 hit points. How do you know I did So the drow is within less than 10 feet of the carriage, and she looks at you all, uh, whoever's visible from the outside, and goes, What is the nature, what is the nature of the, the sick amongst you? Plague? Death? Magical? Ails? What, what is the problem? Unfortunately, magical. Evil cooties. <laughs> well then, we don't just open the gates to the city for any passerbys or trespassers, but the great city of Domo Ducas always takes gold. And how much gold is it to enter your city? Well, the the mere amount of people who have to sweat to open the portocollis alone would easily be 50 gold worth. I hate drows. I'm going to start laying, just just cash, and I'm going to do an enthralling performance. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, I think she would have to 
be my just to succeed on the row. Wow, okay. Uh, I don't know who the DC is, but I'm going to go on a limb and say it's more than nine. Yeah, my spell save DC is 14. All right, so what does that imply? Uh, that she's charmed. Okay, so what are you going to try and do with that? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, oh, uh, can't you take take pity on on some people in need and, and let us in um, at a discount and I'm going to offer um, what, what do you guys think? 20 gold? Yeah, 20. Maybe we can talk her down more. Yeah. Can I intimidate yeah. her just to let us in for free? <laughs> Uh, There's I mean, 30 crossbowmen, please. <laughs> uh, so you you try and see if she'll she'll t- be talked down to 30 with a charm. To uh to uh 30 with a charm, yeah. Okay. She goes. Well, I could meet you that halfway. Of course. Give me 30 and I can make the other 20 disappear. Cool. Um, Alright, so that's like, what, five from each of us or something? Yeah, five from all of us. Yep. Yeah, uh, sounds good. Alright, I'm gonna uh, wink at her and say thank you very much. And she uh, sort of leans on the carriage as you all leave and goes, Oh, uh... The third church on your left is the one you'll probably want to go to. Thanks so much. I gave her a mean glare. She uh, is too busy looking at Lauren as you all leave to notice your craven raven stare. Good. Raven. And she sort of looks up to the portocollis and shouts in Elvish uh, a command to open the gate. Uh, to which the gate opens. You are all able to enter the city of Domer Dukaz. And we'll continue with your adventures in the great... Uh, I almost called them Dwemer. In the great Drow City next week in Dungeons & Dragons Paradise Yalzar campaign outro. As always, I've been <laughs> I've been your dungeon master, Kenny. We've had our whole party from our tardy fighter. Hey, this is Nick as Nalos. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Our brazen battle rapier stabbing Furbolg. Hi, I'm Elise. I'll see you next time. The yak folk that just can't uh, get enough of the ability to yak now that he can talk again. See you next time, guys. Um, did I do the fighter yet? Yeah. Damn, I had a, I had a better I really one. Threw you off without the yak. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the smile that's joined with song that can open any gate. The bard. Uh, hey, it's Lauren. It's been fun. See you next time. The real key master that's totally not putting all of his eggs in the in his own basket. The druid. And the warlock who's really not stoked to go back into a fucking city that he hates.
Hey, it's your boy. Have a good one, guys. All right. Y'all have a good one. See you next week. Bye.